Play-ja-ja-ding-dong. 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 Hey, guys, he's going to play. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> hello and welcome to the Oncast. My name is Dom as one and a half of the Oncast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hey. I'm actually hello, joined mate. by you. Actually in the room. We're actually in the same fucking room. Well, we are one meter plus for anyone concerned. Yeah, fuck off. It's fine. <laughs> Um, in this episode, we're talking about the newly released Netflix film, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, starring Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams, Dan Stevens, Piers Brosnan, and Graham Norton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this was a bit of a weird one. So this, yeah, this is a bit of a... Um... <laughs> so, I mean, continuing our trend of watching new films being released on Netflix because that's all that's being released at the moment during this yeah. continued pandemic. Um, this unprecedented time. In these uncertain times. In these troubled times. Thanks, Gif Gaff. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Bart Card. You've really been there for me. You haven't. You foreclosed on my house, you piece of shit. Um, no, uh, just so you know, capitalism isn't here to help you. No, no, no they, don't, they don't care about you. Mm. Um, but the fire saga, this is completely derailed already. <laughs> we haven't done this in a while. We're sorry, we're getting used we're to it. We're just getting used to it. We are. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about um, the Euro- what will forever be known as the Eurovision film, I think, basically, isn't it? Yeah. Like, no one really can be bothered to say that. No far. one's oh. going to be calling it Eurovision, a song of. But it's a yeah, Will Ferrell comedy released on Netflix, came out about a week ago now. Um we've both ended up watching it and I mean we haven't really spoken about it, but what did you think? <laughs> so <laughs> I you said you had thoughts and I'm really intri- intrigued because it's not a complicated film. <laughs> it's no it's not exactly a it's not plumbing the depths of no. the human soul, really, is it? <laughs> like, Spinal Tap, this is not. No. Anchorman, this is not. Nope. Like, this is a topical film because it was originally supposed to come out with Eurovision at the same time as Eurovision, but was delayed because of coronavirus. Right. Because of everything that was happening. So, like, the dubs, the ADR the sort of post-production stuff was all supposed to happen, but didn't because of everything that was shut down with coronavirus and COVID. Yeah. So it's an interesting fact that this is a film that was in production, but then was finished dur- finished and then put out during this unprecedented time. Yes. Um. So it is quite topical at the moment. And then we did have Eurovision and then it came along and then like two months later. Did Eurovision still happen? This no. Year? So there was like a Eurovision event yeah. that happened. So so basically, to shine a little bit of light on it, I'm one of these somewhat closeted fans of Eurovision <laughs> yeah. because it's just ludicrous and it's so silly and it's so fun and it's just bizarre. Yeah. And I, I, and I was very excited when I heard that this film was being made. Yeah, I remember seeing the first trailer and being like, Oh my god, this is amazing! Yeah. Like, yeah, just just the ridiculousness of and of like is Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams, these quite high-profile American actors or mm-hmm. Canadian, um, and they're like 
in these ridiculous costumes doing filming what looks like a music video in Iceland in the middle of nowhere and it's just yeah. like okay they're already going in on this so the, the trailer <laughs> absolutely fucking nailed the yeah. look of everything that it works and what I would say is that I had fun with this film yeah. but nowhere near the amount of fun that I felt it should have had yeah okay. there's so much more that mm. they could have done with this film that just felt a bit empty in places yeah why it was two hours i yeah, don't know that's the, that's my biggest criticism of it is that it doesn't need to be two hours no. long it could have quite easily been like a brisk 90 minute yeah like to tell the same story like they just elongate it out and not to that much value like say, i no. feel they could have got they could have done more with the other acts that's what i was yeah. i was excited to see what all the other acts were going to be and mm-hmm. how they were going to send everyone up and take the piss but they only really ever did that with one other act that isn't the main focus which is dan stevens and yeah. his character from russia which was brilliant I just which wanted, was excellent i wanted to see that for like for a few like an ensemble of a few different like here's the the band from finland and they're fucking mental <laughs> like, yeah. or whatever and you see a little bit of that and they do like there's one you you like some of the funniest bits in it are when you see that so like oh what was the I'm a lonely Viking or something isn't there there's a guy who's oh, yeah. um, a, a modern day Viking modern Viking a modern day Viking there's that guy and and you see a few of these performances and like they're just at the fringe and it's like you should have if you were going to make it two hours you should have spent more time on that yeah rather than the story which is like not much the thing with the story as well is that to me I feel like this is what you the Eurovision film is essentially is like a mixture of Will Ferrell absurdity comedy stuff like Anchorman and like weirdly Elf, yeah. Um, and then also Yesterday. Okay, yeah, because yeah. It, if you think about it as well, and I said this at the time when I was watching it with my brother, and I'm bringing it up again now, Joe, if you're listening, because the more I thought about it, the more I realised it's true. It follows the exact same plot as Yesterday. Really. Yeah, because if you think about it, it's yes. Have you seen Yesterday? Yeah. yeah. So Yesterday, for those of you who don't know, is a film that came out last year, and it was uh, written by um, Richard um, Curtis, and it was about a guy who is um, there's some sort of event, something crazy happens, and now he's the only person who can remember the he gets songs. Gets hit by a bus. Yeah, he gets hit by a bus, and he's the only one who can remember the songs of the Beatles. No one else remembers that the Beatles even existed, and he becomes a very famous songwriter. All the rest of it. But the whole point of the movie is that there's this girl who's in his life who's loved him for years and he's never noticed her and doesn't give a shit about her and then he suddenly becomes to realise at the end of the movie that that is, you know, all you actually... Love is all you need. Mm. Um, so, And then gives up on his dream of being a musician so that he can be with a girl. Fire Saga, Eurovision Song Contest, is kind of the same story in that Will Farrell is obsessed with the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> all he wants to do is be a musician all his life. Through some crazy weird circumstance, he ends up going to the Eurovision Song Contest yeah. because something incredible happens involving an explosion and a boat. Um, and In the then, industry, and, that's called a boat explosion. That's called a boat explosion. Um, but then the real story of it is that there's a woman in his life who's loved him all this time and it's unrequited love and he's never realised it and eventually he comes to realise that that is actually what it's all about. Yeah. And he gives up on his dreams so he can do that. So the message of both films is give up on your musical dream because all your problems can be solved with a vagina. Oh. No, that's it. Done. Mic drop. I'm out. Um, or you, I mean, you just don't 
No, fuck it. Be... Have, a, have a kid. Go and sit in your fucking... Go back to your hometown. Don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. Just stay here. Stay just... here. Just maybe you should let the kids drown, Clark. <laughs> Why are we coming back to this again? You piece of shit. No, I'm sorry. I'll oh, shut up. no. I'll shut up. I'm sorry. Why are we coming back to it? Because I love talking we about Superman. We come back to it all the time. We come back to Zack Snyder. I'm so glad we've got this microphone again. Because I can whisper in it and Dom can't hear me. Because I'm the one on headphones. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but anyway. so, yeah. So it is that. So I, it is that sort of very paper thin story. Yeah, exactly. So there's not much. So all. Given it's just that, various machinations to get them to Eurovision. Yeah. So and, in the same way that. So yesterday they basically the best parts about that film and it's like it's a fine okay film but the best parts about it were the satire of the music industry and yeah how the music industry works and how the producers get involved and how oh we're going to sell you out and we're going to make millions and how and like the board meetings and all that kind of thing that's what this film has a little bit of and you see like the Icelandic committee as they're trying to pick their mm-hmm. Eurovision so obviously Gatiana will win we understand this <laughs> like all those bits are the funniest bits about it but they don't lean into that enough I feel you mm. end up spending more time with um, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams who are both great who are both great but the film suffers because it spends too much time with them doing the same thing yeah it's just having they have an argument there's a misunderstanding you know and like you can see where it's going a mile mm-hmm. off and it's like it's not it's fine, but it's not interesting but, enough but to also, warrant it's, it. it's not even... It's, And I love Will Ferrell. Anchorman's one of my favourite films. Yeah. Elf, I love. Talladega Nights, I adore. All of these films are amazing. Yeah. And I think Will Ferrell's fantastic. But this just felt so... And I don't... I don't know. I want to say effortless in both ways. Mm. Like, he, did, the, he could have done this in his sleep. Yeah. And he felt like he did in places yeah. I and mean, that's the frustrating like, i don't understand the the spite and the vitriol that he was throwing at like the american tourists that yeah and you're like i get it yeah. like people don't like america but you're just like but like the end like spoiler alert it happens again at the end yeah but everybody's having a good time with it yeah. It's just felt really out of place. It's odd. I think it's because it's like... Because he's supposed to be like this kind-hearted guy and he's supposed to be like this really sweet guy that just loves Eurovision and that's it. His single focus is to win. But then he's this absolutely vicious, spiteful, nasty person when it comes to America. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but that's what's funny about it. Like, <laughs> and it's like, I get it. Yeah, that's what's, that's what's funny. And But like also, I feel like it's a bit of a commentary on the film itself in that like he's a big American star making a film about Eurovision, which, like, most Americans would never even fucking have heard of Eurovision. No. Well, like, that's, they have that's, no idea what that, it is. That's like, the thing. Like, so Will, Will Smith, Will Ferrell, his wife is Swedish. Right. And basically they went to back to Sweden to see family one day, and it just happened to be at the time that Eurovision was on. And <laughs> they were just it? watching it as, as casually as they would watch yeah, Eurovision. Yeah. And Will was like... What is, is this? this? I need to know everything about it. Yeah, and, and he's become this giant fan over like twenty years. He yeah. makes sure that he watches Eurovision every year. And there you go. Yeah, so he's like a big fan. And we saw about it on the Graham Norton show. Yeah. Graham Norton is in it, obviously, because he presents it for the UK. Um, and there are some problems, yeah. but like it's a fun film. It's fine. Like it's, it's not. It's like it's getting an absolute kicking. Is it? Yeah. Why? Just go around and look because they because people are like they're making fun of something that is already so self aware and camp. Yeah. 
that it's you're well, it's 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 making it's trying to take the mickey out of someone that's already having a good time yeah i guess so i, I guess that's kind of like but again i feel like there's no vit- like there's no vitriol in taking the piss out of it as much like we like i've said there are things that are missing and things you could put in are like yeah or you could put more in of the bands and take the piss out of them but like i say that would be kind of mean-spirited i guess in yeah. the sense that everyone's aware of how ridiculous it is yeah so they've instead chosen to dedicate more time to character and stuff yeah and and also like i mean like the one of the biggest sequences and the thing that keeps getting like is a clip that's out there that you can see is the song along in the right which happens yeah. sort of right in the middle of the movie which is this amazing sequence where i'm like and it's kind of it's weird it kind of throws you through a loop because i'm like it's early enough in the movie that i'm like are they going to switch stuff is it going to become a musical now are yeah. they literally going to just do full yeah. song and dance numbers? They don't. It's just this one scene. But it's this one scene where it's all the Eurovision guys are all hanging out together in the host city, which happens to be Edinburgh, supposedly. Yeah, um, definitely not. No, not in the slightest. Um, I mean, some is. Oh, there's a couple of bits where they're on the Royal Mile, but then after that, it's like, well, this, yeah. that's just a backdrop. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of backdrops and yeah. stuff. A lot of it was filmed in, like in a... With the uh, in the same way the Mandalorian was with a big <laughs> screen in the back. Um, well, is the, is the joke is that um, for anybody that knows Edinburgh, when they go to Dan Stevens's character's house, oh yeah, he walks out and there's like, the Edinburgh, and I was like, and it's like no, <laughs> the Edinburgh skyline that you can see from his house means that his mansion would be on top of Nelson's monument <laughs> in Edinburgh. For fuck's sake. Um, but yeah, sorry, the song along. So they, yeah, they have this sequence there where all the Eurovision um, contestants within the film are at this big party and they suddenly like, sort of break out into like a freestyle song type thing, kind of like yeah. something like you'd see in Pitch Perfect. Yeah. And they all start like joining in with one another. And then all previous winners from um, Eurovision start jo- coming in, up and joining in. Yeah. And all these, and like all these recognizable people who, if you're a fan of Eurovision and have been following it over the last few yeah. years, you'll know exactly who they all are. And it, that to me is like a big celebration of Eurovision. Yeah. And to have that in there, I mean, that sort of is them laying out the table going, look, we're not going to be taking the piss, really. No. Like we'll, we'll poke a little bit of fun at it. It's tongue in cheek, but we're not really going to be like, but, it's not yeah. a satire in, and that's really going to have a go at how ridic- the ridiculous Eurovision is because Eurovision knows how ridiculous it is. Yeah. It's, there's no point in doing that. Yeah. So for people to then come out and criticise it for doing that seems weird to me. It's because it's not doing that. It's, well, it's the problem not. is, is that they are. You see the poster and you think, oh, it's a piss take out of Eurovision because it's got Will Ferrell in it. I'm like, yeah. Watch the film because it's not what it does. No. Like, and that's the thing. And people are watching it, and like a lot of people that are watching it are really enjoying it. Yeah. But a lot of critics that are watching it are like, I don't care. Yeah. Like it just it's too long. A lot of the jokes fall flat. Yeah. There's no real build-up to anything. You don't really care. No. Like, at no point did I give a single fuck about Lars. Oh, no, no, no. No, I didn't give a shit about it. Like, I did, like... Um... Oh, God, what's that? Rachel McCann's... Secret. Secret. Yeah. She's great, and that's part of the lead because it's Rachel McCann. She's brilliant. Yeah. There are times when I was But also, it... like, the characterization of her. She's so sweet, and she's yeah. so lovely in this. Yeah. And um... she's one of those people that just has no... Doesn't have a malicious bone in her body, and is doing this... Because she loves it, and spoiler alert, because she's in love with Lars. Yeah. Um, and there are times where I'm watching it where I'm like, I still can't quite get my head around why it's her. Like I feel like there, I feel like she must have been on the list, and it was like Anna Kendrick, hmm. Rose Byrne, Rachel McAdams. <laughs> Those are the kind of like Rose Byrne in particular. I'm thinking of like her in um, what's Grown it? Ups. Get into the Greek. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, Getting to the yeah. point where she plays a musician yeah. who's got that British accent and she does those ridiculous like and um, music videos and stuff. But then, yeah, I don't know. Like, McAdams brought a little bit more soul to it, I guess, and a little bit more. But yeah. she was she was great. Um, also, Piers Brosnan, <laughs> <laughs> great accent throughout. Awful, awful brilliant accent. accent. Brilliant accent. Just what was it? It was Maybe Spanish. You shouldn't be living here. <laughs> It was Spanish. It was Welsh. I just, I it lo- was oh, I loved, something. I loved every time they kept cutting back to the fucking village, and there was always the one guy go, "Why are we watching this? Let's put the Eurovision on. We must support the last. Yeah. No one else cares. There's just one guy in the whole yeah. village who gives a shit about Eurovision, and that is so true to life. Because there's literally only ever, you only know a handful of people who give a fuck about you. Yeah, you're my guy. You're my Eurovision yeah. guy. But those even in the village, and then but what I love is like you look around this room, and it's all these like can't like extras straight out of central casting who look vaguely Scandinavian. Yeah. And then Piers Brosnan sat in the yeah. middle of it all, just like with a beard. Like, what, what, was, what was going? How did this happen? I don't but, understand how this happened. Like again, was that not meant to be Stellan Skarsgård? Because you mean to get Stellan Skarsgård, and you fucked up. But also, like, what they've what they've done is they've asked for the dad that isn't Colin Firth from Mum Mia. Yeah. And they've sure. gone get the get you know get the um you know the dad from um, Mamma Mia. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, we got Pierce Brosnan. Who? Oh no, we meant the other. Oh, well, sorry, he's why, already signed up now. Why ask for the dad from Mamma Mia unless you wanted him to do some singing? Exactly. That's <laughs> well, another thing. And that's it's what just I like... was worried. I was like, when the, when they first started singing, I was like, oh shit, wait a minute, Pierce Brosnan. I started making the connections. I went, oh fuck, they made him sing before, didn't they? Oh god, don't make him sing. Please don't but make him sing. That's the thing. Like that's one of the things is that. I, this is going to sound awful because I hate myself for saying it. But having seen one of the Mamma Mia films, like it does more better. Like Mamma Mia, the film that I watched with Mamma Mia, it does it does it better in the way that it layers in the character, it layers in the story, it layers, and it just goes with the silliness. Okay. Whereas this, a lot of it feels forced. Yeah, I guess so. And a lot of it feels like one of the problems, and I love him so much, is Will Ferry just feels so out of place. This film feels like it should have a different lead. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, It should not. have had like an Alexander Skarsgård yeah, but being then, someone silly and being someone that couldn't work across from Rachel McAdams and be more believable. I'll tell you who would have been great. Hemsworth. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. He would have been fucking brilliant. He would have had the time of his life yeah. as well. And Put loves- somebody in it that's a bit more convincing than yeah. Will Because it's it's not that his schnick is tired. It's that it just isn't suited for this role <laughs> in this film. If he'd have lent in further yeah. and done an Anchorman-style throw-up of Eurovision that's and thin. made it a little bit more surreal. But to play it, play Eurovision straight in the campiest way that it yeah. already is... And then have him, it seem I don't know. They need basically, and it's interesting you mentioned it about, about being surreal. To me, the best parts of Will Ferrell, when I mean, you get the best value for money out of Will Ferrell, is when the film, they, there are a couple of real surreal moments. Yeah. Where it gets a bit, and it, that's where it reminds me a little bit of Elf. Yeah. Like weird stuff happens, like the, like the, the claymation moments in Elf. Yeah. Or And there's a couple of moments like that in this, like one point, two humpback whales just jump out of the water randomly. Yeah. And, like, and stuff like that happens there. It's just completely. This is weird. Or like when like there's a guy, you're an awful ghost. 
you're not even helpful at all. <laughs> yeah. Where have you been? Yeah, and, and so that, like, I'm like, perfect. that's perfect. I wanted more. There was like only a handful of them scattered throughout the movie, yeah. and there needs to be more of them. And th- mm-hmm. that's when you're playing not only to Will Ferrell's strength, but you're also making something out of this because otherwise it's all kind of bland. Yeah, and it's just those were the funniest bits for me. Like when he or when he's having an argument with himself in the um, yeah, in, in his reflection, reflection in the in the fountain again. It's really weird. But that's perfect. Like Will Ferrell's yeah. really good at that. Do that. Yeah. Do more and then they that. go into this. R- but then that's what I mean is that they've got a problem here. Is that they go from this surreal moment where he's having this argument with his own reflection, and he's like, "Hey, do you guys, do you mind? I'm talking to my reflection." Yeah. He has but then old... he just suddenly starts screaming and shouting at the Americans, and you're like, no, "Go back to being funny. Don't go. <laughs> don't start just being a knob because yeah. that bit isn't funny. <laughs> that bit is just you shouting at Americans in it." I don't know why. Why yeah. I don't know why you're just doing this. Yeah. But go back to doing the funny thing. <laughs> like, get other people around that are oh, funnier. I don't want to spoil it, but there's there's one particular joke that has absolutely killed me, and it's it's towards the back end of it, and it's about there's a, a door closes. All you see is a is a. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna yeah. leave this here in case you need it. For yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I won't say any more than that. You know what I'm talking about, and yeah. if you've seen the film, you know what I'm talking about. But that's that, the like, thing. There that's are so the many... best moment of the movie, and it's like there's barely any of that. It's, it's all just like yeah, like taking the piss out of choreographers and just and the ridiculousness of it. And like and there are like some crazy, stupid like on stage disasters and amazing performances as well. And the other thing we have to talk about that is a highlight throughout the whole film is Dan Stevens. Yes, absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> That's even so fucking good. Fucking hell! Like I remember, so I was watching it, and I literally, as he when he turned up, I'm like, "Oh my god, it's Dan Stevens!" I just you text, messaged me. I just messaged you saying all caps, Dan Stevens, because this guy, if if any, if those of you who don't know who Dan Stevens is, um, he's basically it's the most well known thing he's known for in terms of films, I guess, is uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. So he's but in, also. Downton Abbey. Oh yeah, Downton Abbey. Was that where he came from? Yeah. So right. it's like Downton Abbey. Like it's weird when you see about like this guy's like Trajectory. first appearances and like yeah. where he's come from. Like my first, my first encounter of Dan Stevens is in a film called The Guest. I need to watch that. Yeah. Which is, you'll watch and you'll be like, I don't know if this is good or bad, and then after a while you're like, I think that was amazing. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it. But then. But then my girlfriend, who we've spoken about before, who is a far bigger fan of Eurovision than I am and absolutely adored this film. Yeah. <laughs> um, her her understanding was Downton Abbey, but then yours is... Legion. Legion. Yeah, Legion is my main thing. Yeah, so Legion, Downton Abbey, um, Beauty and the Beast is yeah. the other thing. So the, the remake of the live action of Beauty and the Beast, he plays the prince who yeah. i assume you see at the end i've never actually seen that film yeah you do all, I, all I know is that he's the mocap for the beast and then you see him at the end and the voice and the voice but he's so fucking like versatile like yeah again legion is a um is i want i hesitate to call it a superhero tv show it's not it's a, it's based on a comic book but it's the most surreal fucking crazy imaginative and it's an amazing show and if you've never seen it i would really recommend it Essentially, it's all about mental health and stuff. He plays a character who's the lead in that throughout the whole thing, and it, it is an amazing showcase for what he can do. Yeah. In terms of just showing different, and it's about 
you know, mental illness and psychology and and fragment schizophrenia and all these kind of things and he gets to play off that and do it and that was my exposure to him and i was like holy shit this guy's amazing and then i saw him in this and it's like this is so 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 different it's just like yeah. he's having so much fun he's playing so in this he plays um he plays the russian entry to eurovision yeah who's this very very camp um He's like, very ostentatious. Very ostentatious. Very. He's very homoerotic. Yeah, but, but he's, he's not gay. But he's not gay because there are no gay people in Russia. There are it's no like, gay people in Russia. I, I don't think statistically that makes a lot of sense. No, 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 it cannot happen. No. <laughs> he goes into his house and he's like, "Oh, look at all these uh, <laughs> these statues. <laughs> these statues everywhere." It's like, have you noticed they all look like him? And they they all have <laughs> his face and giant dicks. And say, "Oh yes, no, I uh, I love the shape of them." You know. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, "When you know, you are amazing. I am very very good looking." And like, <laughs> he just he just like I've never seen him play like a smarmy like fucking like but he's but like, also, so like, vile and he's so vile, slimy but, but you would really love likeable. him like I just he really I can't imagine someone else doing it that's the thing he's got that amazing and there are a handful of actors who can do this where they can play a complete arsehole who's really likeable yeah so like RDJ playing yeah start to begin with he was an arsehole who we all liked and then he become less and less of an arsehole as the films went on yeah whereas with yeah this again he at first you think he's going to be the antagonist when he first turns up <laughs> yeah. in this, you assume this is going to be like the villain of the whole piece and then you realize as the film goes on it goes oh he's great <laughs> oh don't make a film about him <laughs> he's awesome they do need to make a film about him um and yeah fucking Dan Stevens needs to be in more stuff, basically. I think he's uh, it's just another string to his bow and another thing you can point to to show, oh, look, this is something else he can do. Yeah, but is looking at movie. the versatility of this yeah. guy as well, because like talking about these big things that Dan Stevens is in, like, he's very rarely playing like... He's never done the same thing twice. Like a normal, just a regular English guy no. is, as what he is. No. Like, he's a regular English guy in Downton, but then in everything else, he's totally different. Yeah, he's compl- yeah, he plays, obviously, he plays American throughout Legion, and, and again, he's another one of those British actors who just nails the accent, and you never even think about it. Yeah. And it will just blow everyone's minds in America when they find out that he's actually British. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he's, yeah, again, he sort of ends like Charlie Cox and, like, people like that who are just absolutely killing it, but are barely in anything. <laughs> Dan Stevens is in Night at the Museum. Oh, who's he playing? Because the other... oh, there's another. There's a film called Apostle that you need to watch. Oh it's yeah, got Dan I've Stevens seen that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. that. Isn't that, isn't that Netflix? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, yeah, because that, that's the weird thing about Night at the Museum. There's those of, like Rami Malek is in that playing Tuesday yeah. and Carmen. Like, yeah, Academy Award winner Rami Malek. <laughs> mm-hmm. But also, like one of the th- there is the the uh, the infamous Tumblr post. Where somebody's like talking about Rami Malek, and they're like, "Oh, here's some more whitewashing in Hollywood, getting a white guy to play uh, Tutankhamun." And Rami they're like, Malek. "You know, Rami Malek's Egyptian. His name's Rami." I <laughs> mean, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just the it's the sort of the infamous Tumblr post that just always makes me laugh when I go back to that. But again, like Dan Stevens in this is great. He's great. Um, like the, some of the songs in there are fucking brilliant. I love it. Yeah, his song's great. His song's brilliant. I can't remember what it's called now. Like the Lion, Lion of Love, isn't it? Lion of Love. And the Lion of Love, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like trying to be really like dominant, like sexual, like sort yeah. Of like, but it's like like all his dancers are male. Um, but but again, like Dan Stevens is 
the best thing in this film. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Rachel McAdams is a very close, close second. second. Yeah, true. Um, and then, like, just, the, yeah, the little bit. Like to say, for me, it's the little... Will Ferrell is there, but only in those instances where they, he gets a little bit of weirdness. Yeah. Like, I, just, I love the... Yeah, so it's really early on where they go, oh, look, why can't we just stay here in our beautiful village? And then they look over, and then two humpback whales just jump up, do his thing. Oh, and he just goes... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, love that like yeah. do more of that that's amazing yeah <laughs> just like why, why is Piers Brosnan <laughs> oh dear Graham Norton playing himself Graham Norton's in it playing himself and he's he's fun he's cool um, but it is like there are so many there's, I read a there's a good BBC article out there which you should read if you want to sort of see about this film it's like eight things that they got wrong about Eurovision but two they got right <laughs> and it's stuff like like they didn't really do that much research like they sort of were like, like this is Eurovision and like they were involved but then like I got confused at one point I have to say because there was like it was the semi-final they were going to and yeah. then they were into the final I'm like how how come the Russians are already in the final then yeah and like but then I'm, there were like four semi-finals well they're not they're, that's quarterfinals then isn't and then it? it's like yeah exactly <laughs> and it's like how does this work is it like hockey where it's a game with three arts no that's just science okay but then, um, like, if you look at, like, the scoring system, they keep going back to zero. Like, every time Iceland, are, like, do the points, they're like, Iceland. And then they sort of say how many points they are, but it's like, just keeps going back to zero every time. You're like, that's not how that works. <laughs> and, like, somebody performs live, which is, that ne- never happens. It's literally, uh, it's literally against the rules. What, to perform live? To perform live at Eurovision. There you go. <laughs> like, they will, of course, be disqualified. They will, of course, be disqualified. Um, but yeah, I don't know what else to say about it, really. It's good fun. It's silly. It's fine. It's not, I think yeah. it has so much. There's there's so much. There's, there's a film that should be made at some point about Eurovision. I think it should be not even a film. I think it would suit something like... Um, God, what was that name of that BBC um, thing? And it was like about the committee who were putting together the Euro- the um, Olympics. Twenty twelve. Was it just called twenty twelve? Yeah. Or it was so like it's called N- twenty twelve, and then it became like any one, any one, or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. And it's literally just a sort of behind the scenes, fly on the wall documentary style type thing. Yeah. With actors, but do that with them putting on Eurovision. Yeah. And dealing with all the acts and all the and the chaos and like then the demands of the ride the crazy riders and stuff that the acts come up with. Do that. Yeah. That'd be perfect. But th- and that's do that that's as, an, what... as an ongoing series and yeah. just do it every year. They should have. But unfortunately it wasn't as Don't yeah. sound so disappointed, mate. It's I okay. am a bit disappointed. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, I think, is it partly because of the fact that we haven't had an actual movie come out for about four months? I think and so. This is all we're reduced to is watching these sort of mediocre Netflix yeah. movies. Look, we had I, I say mediocre. You say mediocre. We had the five bloods. Exactly. We had the five bloods. We've had extraction. We've had some good, Netflix have been doing all right this year, I think, to be fair. Yeah, they've been filling the gap. They've been filling the gap a little bit. Yeah. They're filling us about a quarter. <laughs> Of what we would usually get by going to the cinema and seeing some actual, you know, yeah. cinema. Like the five or six films that we've watched, or the five or six films that we've done podcasts about sort of in lockdown, yeah. have just about touched the sides enough to make up for missing like one film. Yeah. But, but the thing is, we've missed so many. We've missed so many. We, still, 
There's no. They open tomorrow. No, they no, but there's nothing. They open tomorrow. But nothing's out. Nothing out (laughs) because everyone knows there's no one going to go to the fucking cinema. No, because everyone's going to go to the pub. Oh, everyone's. They've already started queuing for the pub. I know. We're all going to die, mate. It's it's um. Was it Super Saturday? (laughs) I literally saw a headline on like a newspaper all past earlier, and was like, "Oh, Boris warns people off. Don't go mad on Super Saturday." I'm like. Do you, the papers, think that you're helping by calling it Super Saturday and using that as part of your headline? Because you're you're the ones who came up with that term and are telling everyone it's Super Saturday, go out and get fucked. Yeah. But if you weren't calling it that and were just calling it Saturday. Yeah. Anyway, we've got, people don't like it when we get political. Don't they? No. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> we've always been political. We're woke as fuck. We're very woke. We, we both are. we both liked The Last of Us too, and that apparently is a controversial opinion to have. Nah, bollocks. <laughs> bollocks. I'll fight anyone that says otherwise. Fair enough. I've been locked down for long enough. I'm gonna kick the fuck out of the next fascio I see. Um anyway, yeah, so that's kind of all we have to say about the um... Oh yeah. We're the, talking about film. Yeah, the Eurovision yeah, no, it's fine. Film. Eurovision, yeah, it's fine. It was silly. It's fun, but yeah, it's nothing. Massive it's worth, yeah, it's, it's worth having. Yeah, watching. I'd say it was if you got get a few beers. Yeah, it's like a three beer film. Yeah, have a, have a few beers with some friends. Put that, get some food. Watch. That's the kind of yeah. context you should watch it in. And in, in that sense, I feel like it's a perfect Netflix film because. Yeah. In the cinema, this would have felt no. a lot worse. It would have, I would oh, have definitely. I would have given it a much less positive review had mm-hmm. I spent money on gone and seen it in the cinema. I would, yeah. I would have felt gypped. But it's something being given to me on a service that I've already bought and paid for, mm-hmm. and it's during lockdown. And like I say, it's it's very much a film to watch with friends and try and have like get some alcohol in you. Yeah, um, have a few drinks, get a bit pissed, have a laugh. Exactly, which silly. is exactly what Eurovision is. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So in that sense, it's kind of the perfect Eurovision film. Yeah. In a weird way, in a weird roundabout way, although it, it got is. things wrong and there are missed opportunities, it fills the same void in terms of entertainment that Eurovision does, which is it's a good thing to get together with your mates and watch when you're a bit pissed. Yeah. So in that sense, it's a success. Um. So yeah, that's what we think about the Eurovision film. Um. We will be back next week. We've got a couple more Netflix and prime originals we want to watch because yeah. we are we, we we've become aware that we're we're very much leaning towards netflix at the moment <laughs> we are aware that there are other streaming services are, are out there batting them out though they are they, they like... are but there have been a couple of um original movies coming out on amazon prime that yeah. we haven't watched yet vast of night is the main yeah. one. Oh, vast of night we want to watch and then there's also that um joseph gordon levitt film which is seven 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 five hundred seven thousand five hundred Seven five yeah seven I don't know it's a stupid name it's a number as a name of the movie so you never know how to say it it's a flight number there's seven five hundred sure whatever anyway it's about it's a hijacking movie it's got Joseph Gordon Levitt in it and that is a, a Amazon Prime um, original so we'll try and see that Vast of Night does look great I didn't hadn't even heard of it until you mentioned it mm-hmm. I watched the trailer it looks fucking amazing sort yeah. of nineteen fifties Americana like sort of super low super, budget yeah exactly and apparently it's great so we'll try and see that and then there is more coming from netflix they're doing uh the old guard yeah which is based on a comic book scott charlie's they're on um sort of dumb action film by the look of sure. it but it looks pretty good fun Fuck it. so we'll watch that as well um so yeah we're going to keep these coming hopefully we're not too far away now from some new releases actually coming out of the cinema yeah we're probably you know in the last sort of four weeks now before things start actually edging their way out into the actual cinema screens 
as we say, here in the UK, cinemas are due to open tomorrow. There will be now a bit of a lag between the cinemas opening um, and then putting all their restrictions in place and then studios feeling comfortable enough to put movies out and people feeling comfortable enough to go and watch those movies. Yeah. We will. We'll be there. Because well, I'm yeah. fucking bored. I'll be there with a big stick. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and hopefully it's going to be things like Tenet, Mulan, fucking all kinds of stuff. Which is another thing we can do in the meantime now that we're in building up to this. We need to watch Mulan and do a grand rewatch. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I've watched it twice. I know you have. You've watched it twice while we've been here. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're always watching Mulan. Whenever I turn around. If it's not Mulan, it's Frozen. Yeah, if you're you're constantly watching it. Um, You love that film so much. I do. So we definitely need to cover the original before we go in to see the new one, which will, like I say, be one of the first new things that comes out um, once this all is over. Um, So, yeah. Keep watching stuff, guys. If you'd see anything, as we've said before, on Netflix or any of these streaming services that you think is a bit of a hidden gem, let us know. If you know us yeah, personally, yeah, seriously, like, cause... If you, yeah, if you know us personally, send us a text, send us an email, whatever, or just email. We've got, have got an email address for the show, which is theoncast at gmail dot com. Theoncast pod at gmail dot com. Sorry. Um, yeah, and let us know what you've been watching during lockdown. Are there things that you think we should cover? Um, we are also kind of toying with the idea of doing something for The Last of Us. Yeah, we are contemplating it because, because it's a pretty big release. It's pretty widespread. And yeah, it's a massive, it's a game for those of you who don't know. The yeah, Last video of Us, game. Last of Us Part 2, um, which is like a massive yeah video game release, which is getting a lot of attention at the moment. We've both finished it now. We've both mm-hmm. got thoughts on it. It's ripe for discussions. We might talk about that. Um, just to branch out a little bit further. Yeah, might just do like a one-off and sort of see how it lands. And then if you guys have any sort of, yeah, if you want to sort of, if you if there are any things you want us to sort of look into, give us a shout. I mean, mm. obviously, you know, there's there's only so many films that are coming out at the moment True. and so many other films that we're actually willing to watch. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, if there are games, if there are books, or if there's anything you guys would yeah, recommend, give us a shot. Or, I'm trying to think of other things that I'd use it. So I think like um, the second season of Umbrella Academy. Fuck, is, yeah, that's, that's coming soon that's as well. That's dropping in July, so we could do an is episode. Is it? Yeah. Oh, cool. So All we could right, do an episode should... on season one. Yeah, because I really like the books. Yeah, and well, I've never read the books, but I like the season. Yeah. So that could be something we do. That could be cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, thanks. Yeah, for we're listening. just having a meeting now. So <laughs> now, now we're just having, this is the first time we've we've been in the same room for a while. So yeah, um, yeah. We're, we're just having, we're just throwing ideas out there. Anyway, thank you for listening. Got any recommendations? As I said, let us know. Um, and stay safe out there. Stay safe. Be a lamp. And in the spirit of this film, go fuck yourself, San Diego. Perfect. Go fuck yourself, Edinburgh. Why would you no, say, I didn't mean that. I like Edinburgh. I'm why really would you say that, Brian? Going. Why would you say that? Poop. Poop in your mouth. <laughs> oh, sorry. If I, if I give you some money, will this make it better? Uh, that's For the last time, anything you put on that teleprompter, Burgundy will say. That's one of the things that I wanted to say about it. It needed a bigger cast. Yeah. Like, Dan Stevens, brilliant. Rachel That's what I mean. brilliant. Yeah. Like, That's Will I mean, Ferrell, like, good. Pierce Brosnan. I was, I was waiting. There. When Dan Stevens turned up, I was waiting. Oh my God, if this is who they've got for Russia, who, who else are they going to get? And that's it. Yeah. Like, was, there was the... I'm astonished Sasha Baron Cohen wasn't in this film. That's a good point, actually. Yeah.
He, uh, no, he's too. He's beyond that now. No, is he fuck? No, I think in the Borat era, like ten years ago, hundred percent. Now, nah. Nah. Nah, he's too good for that now. He's a fucking lover, isn't he? <laughs> in fact, actually, if I can change the cast completely, have it be Sasha Baron Cohen and his wife and Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. Instead of the main. <laughs> yeah, it would be more convincing. Also, like I was looking at this. The because I, as I was going through, because it just was just perplexing me. So there is ten years between Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. Yeah, right. Well, don't get me started on the whole her finding him attractive thing. That's, no, 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 no. That's that's just that, that, yeah, yeah. It's the white man fantasy, isn't it? It's but at the same time, it's um. But then Will Ferrell, one hand, Pierce Brosnan, the other hand. Pierce Brosnan is 17 years older than Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah, why was he... Like I said, they, they were meant to get Stone Scars God. <laughs> 17. <laughs> 17 years older than him. And I was watching that, and I'm like, he's not his fucking dad. They're like three years apart. Yeah. Also, like, historical inaccuracies. ABBA weren't at Eurovision at that time, and Eurovision wasn't. Eurovision wasn't on live television at that point. Yeah, you've been reading too much of that BBC article, mate. It's all of that stuff's in there, but yeah, stuff look, and more. Like, look, they've been praying to the fairies. Sometimes the fairies go too far. <laughs> but also, that's another thing that, that was a bit like. No, but I wanted more. Just of such it. Like, like no, the fairy stuff I really liked. Yeah. Because that's genuinely a thing. Yeah. That's genuinely a thing in Iceland. People are like, yeah, the fairies are real. Yeah, that's what the um, the bloke said, isn't it? It's, like, it's ridiculous that half the people in the country still believe in fairies. Mm. Is, it's true. That, that's what I loved. Yeah, it was the it was the knife in the back, and then as he looks over, and then the the door, the just, little door just shuts. That was my that, that was the same. best moment of the entire movie. And I was like, where the fuck is that? Bit? I love the the restraint in not actually showing a fairy. Yeah, but just showing the door shut. Fucking perfect. And then like again, Will Ferrell. I'm just going to leave this knife here in case you need it for more murders. <laughs> okay, bye. It's like that that awkwardness about around weird shit. That's yeah. where he's great. Like that's fucking yeah. Will Ferrell. Do that. Do more of that. And that's what I mean. Like this film just, suffered and then because Barry of it. Allen comes back and he hands the letter to fucking Robert Pattinson. <laughs> and then you end the movie with Robert Pattinson breaking down with a letter from his father. He doesn't. He doesn't by, break down. It's just played, a single tear. Just a single tear down there, and he fucking nails it because he's Pattinson. He's, single tear coming out of the guy from cowl. the fucking lighthouse, and he fucking nails it. And he uh, previously you've had Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing a badass version of and shooting cunts. <sighs> and then Pattinson is wanking over a mermaid. As Batman. Yeah. And then Lightning and someone that doesn't beat up their own fans is playing the Flash. And Grant Gustin is the new Flash. He's got the same suit from the, the Justice League one, but it's <laughs> Grant Gustin in there and everyone's having a nice time. You're not going to want to hear this. What? Kevin Smith has shared some of the rumours he's heard about what happened behind the scenes on Justice League. Apparently, Joss Whedon is rumoured to have openly trashed taught Zack Snyder's work on set. Okay. Avengers Helmet would cut down, dismiss, and be negative about Zack's version of the movie that he had seen and all the special effects team had made together. He had to go at them. So the I tried yeah. 
sign is definitely a Sweden thing, apparently. Uh, Allegedly, then. Yeah, looks like it. It just goes to show that everybody in Hollywood is trash. Pretty much. 